Powered by Reb Media in partnership with TSN, it is season five, and this is a sparkling episode, episode 42 of the Rain Dregs Hockey Podcast, presented by our title sponsor, Canadian Club Winsky, who've introduced the first release of the Canadian Club Invitation Series, CC 15-year-old Sherry Cask. All the hallmarks of classic Canadian club with the added richness and sweetness of Sherry. Ray, we're, we're going to get into the Stadium Series weekend um, mm-hmm. in our Tim Hortons headlines coming up in just a moment. Um, and, and more specifically to the Islanders and the Rangers game. I mean, that was just mm. bonkers. So we'll talk about that mm. in just a minute. But just your overall sense. I, You know, I'm a cynic. I'm critical because I've been to many of these things and I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. Watch on TV. It looks like, aside from the spectacle of the mass of humanity, was there almost 80,000 people? Right. Um, I, I, I get it, but I'm more and more trying to come to the realization, the acceptance, it's not about me. It's about the players. It's about the fans. It's about the NHL embracing a spectacle. And those games this weekend in that stadium series created a spectacle. They did. Uh, you came upon a bigger point of life there, Drakes. It's not about you. <laughs> it's never about me. <laughs> it's not about me. It's not about you. No. It was amazing. Um, so I did the one in Raleigh last year. Um, it was terrific. It, it really was. It was in uh, Carter Finley Football Stadium um, at NC State. It was fantastic. Um, about 54,000 people. And it's a smaller stadium. MetLife Stadium is ginormous. Like, you, you see it on TV, and I'm sure it looks really big. But when you're standing in it, like, it is massive. Oh, it might, it, it's like it's it. the biggest stadium I've been in, I, for sure. Um, but everything about it was was perfect. I, it was it, – it, it is about the local market, I think. I think most people have come to the realization it's not about like, remember when they had the first winter classic, it was going to be an annual game. The one where Sid scored with, you know, a bunch of snow on his helmet. It was snowing hard. Buffalo, right? Yeah. yeah, Buffalo. And that was going to be a once a year thing, but now it's for the local markets more than anybody else. Like, do you know how excited the people are in Columbus <laughs> that they've got the 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 outdoor stadium series game next year in Ohio at, Stadium at Ohio yeah. State? And it, it's going to be amazing. The The games, the Jersey-Philly game was really good. So I'm standing there, and I'm telling you, five seconds in the game, you, there's always a little bit of, I, I wonder how this is going to be. It was cold. It was like 24 degrees. And um, five seconds into the game, the puck goes up the boards. Luke Hughes kind of wanders over to get it. And I don't yeah. think he's quite ready for the game to start yet because <laughs> Travis Konechny – steamrolls them and Here the sound go. of it the sound of it and it was like almost everybody went whoop there's a game mm-hmm. on and it that was a good game the ranger islander game the the way it well the way it started the way it finished yeah. um i i gotta give a quick little shout out to matt rempe i i met him before the game so he played his first nhl game on on sunday uh, he's six foot eight. He's two hundred and forty pounds. Like, <laughs> so he was standing on the little walkway that the players walked on. You know, um, it's built up so they're not yeah, walking on yeah. the field. 
And so it's probably, I don't know, a foot. Yeah. And I was on the field and <laughs> I walked up and I'm like, Hey Matt. And like the, you can't even believe how big he is, but here's the thing. Could he hear you? You know, the distance <laughs> yeah, between he, he, the had, two. he had to <laughs> lean down. Right. So six, six years to the day of his NHL debut, his father passed away, shoveling snow, had a heart attack in yeah. his, in their driveway. And so Matt lost his father six years ago to the moment, like wow. to the day. He makes his NHL debut. He gets on the ice. <laughs> There's been a goal and him and Matt Martin fight. His At that moment, his NHL stat line said, one second played, five minutes in fighting. <laughs> his smile in the penalty box was, oh, it, so it was good. just awesome. So the whole day drakes, the spectacle, yeah. the flyover for the anthem, the you know the the mass of seventy nine thousand people. It was it was yeah. awesome. I loved it. All right, well, let's get right into it um, because the game between the Islanders and the Rangers, as we've alluded to here, was something else. All right, so uh, we'll talk about that in headlines. Brought to you by Tim Hortons. There's a delicious new loaded wrap and loaded bowl flavor available: sweet chili chicken. Perfect blend of sweet and heat. Enjoy one today for dine-in, takeout, or delivery. The classic cilantro, lime, and habanero chicken loaded wrapper bowl are also still available only at Tim's. All right, beast of a game uh, between the Islanders and the Rangers. The Isles at one point is, you know, 4-1 lead in the second. Looks like they've got this thing wrapped up. Then what was it, like 5-3 with just over four minutes to play? Yeah, five, just under just under six minutes, they got it. the oh. Islanders took a penalty. I mean, and then Peter Laviolette goes to the hijinks. And <laughs> why? Really? Why wouldn't he? Right with the goalie pull and and everything else. Um, but what a comeback! And and again, I I'm going to use the word spectacle because it fed beautifully into the game that you had hoped to see to wildly entertain every fan in that building, unless you're an Islander fan, but still. I mean, you get Artemi Panarin scoring in overtime. You get the two goals scored by the Rangers to even the game. I mean, that was something else. Yeah, uh, it, it, it was. The Islanders had a great first period. They led 3-1. Three, three, they make it 4-1 early in the second. At that point, you know, it kind of stuff gets washed away with a crazy ending. But Igor Shosturkin had been just okay. He probably should have had the Horvat goal. But anyway... He makes 15 straight saves. And in that 15 straight saves, the Rangers get themselves kind of back in the game. Yeah. So, like, if he doesn't have a good second period, that game's long gone. So, it's now 5-3. The Islanders take a penalty. And what I liked about the way Laviolette pulled the goalie was he didn't pull him for the faceoff. So, Shesterkin's in the net. And what they did, and I, I think it's always the best strategy, particularly when the other team's shorthanded is you leave the goalie in to see if you can get the puck, like if you win the faceoff. Right. I, yeah. I, I see coaches pull the goalie. They lose the draw. The guy stands behind his goal line and shoots it 190 feet into the net. I'm like, yeah. well, just leave the goalie in and find out if you get it. So yeah. they win the draw. Trocek, and there's a scramble. He wins it. And as soon as they get possession, Shesterkin comes out. And this is where it was key. Four times the Rangers got the loose puck. In the mm -hmm. in that before the five four Kreider tip goal, four times. Mm -hmm. So that extra player was invaluable. Now 
you know, they pull the goalie again and Zabanajad had had a pretty quiet game. I, I, I really like watching him play. Like he's, yeah. he's so good. And he's standing almost on the goal line and the pass that Fox makes, he like almost contorts himself into this <laughs> position and he just, put, it's right on the tape. And it's so good. you know, the, the Rangers big boys came up big at the end, right? Like you mentioned Panarin's overtime goal. They had the review to finish it up. And um, it, so everyone, you know, can Patrick Waugh fix the Islanders? You still got the same players. Hmm. Yeah, They're not quite quick enough. They're not quite fast enough. Patrick wants to play aggressively. They're just a smidge slow. And I think at times when the game gets a little, little crazy, they can't quite get to where they need to go. And yeah. I don't know. I, I forget. I, I had it yesterday, but I think that's nine or the other day. I think that's nine third period leads they've blown and lost this year. Oof, right. Yeah. Like that's 14 times they've lost in either overtime or the, uh, or the shootout. So say they just win half of those drinks, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. They're seven points ahead of their per current pace. They're in, they're in a good spot right now. They're, they're hanging by a thread and, JG Pajot said, he goes like, we need these points. They want them. Yeah. And as it turned yeah. out, the Rangers win their seventh straight game. Remember that little streak they had, 11-11 and whatever? 11-11 yeah, yeah. and four, I think, the Rangers. Well, that's a long time ago because they've won <laughs> seven in a row. <laughs> I'm sure you caught this. Uh, the Rangers posted a video of Mike Keenan and Mark Messier addressing the New York oh. Rangers. Um, well, we'll call it dressing room, but, I mean, it's makeshift, obviously, pregame. Oh. Was this not vintage Keenan? I mean, talking about the investment required by each member of the organization to win the Stanley Cup. Of course, he's referencing the Rangers back in 1994, the role that's assigned by Peter Laviolette to each Ranger player, own it, invest in it. Like 74-year-old legendary coach who has not lost his swagger. And I, I had a, a brief text exchange with him afterwards. I just said, Mike, that was so good, so you. And he says, yeah, you know, I appreciate that. He goes, it was impromptu. I don't think it was supposed to happen. I mean, that's the sense that I got. Well, I mean, you, know, you know why you didn't see it on the air? Did, you, well, you know, like no. it, didn't, it didn't play in the game because it was oh. supposed to be 45 seconds. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because Peter that's all you can. That. <laughs> no, that's all, that's all the time, right? Like there's all, so yeah. you're like, it's got to be 45, maybe a minute, maybe. <laughs> And so we couldn't use it. It was oh, it was awesome. great. It was great. But he, there was you know we got wait a minute we got a sponsor we got a this and a that yeah, and yeah. the other thing. So so I yeah, did but know it was that awesome. that explains a lot because you could kind of see Mass fidgeting a little bit, right? So because he, he knows he's, he's you yeah. know he's kind of a TV guy and you know yeah. I mean he's sat on the panels and you know I mean he knows that you have an allotment of time and it's not like you wanted to jump in and cut him off but you can tell he was like getting antsy okay Mike, <laughs> hand it over let's go we gotta get going <laughs> we gotta roll here, here. that yeah, was no. fantastic um, all right well it seems like a Ranger related headlines um, New York related anyway right mm -hmm. um, so the NHL announces that the Islanders will host the 2026 NHL All Star. Um, beautiful building, right, Ray? Yeah. Like you can appreciate, oh, yeah. you know, that facility hosting again. Uh, it'll, you know. it'll be great. It'll be great. The, the game, the area around, um, like the, I don't exactly know what they call it, but there's like an outdoor area arena that they'll turn into like a huge tailgate yeah. thing. It'll, it'll, 
yeah. that will look amazing. So not to be the Debbie Downer, but the first thing that comes to mind to me is logistics. Because I'm thinking most people are going to stay in Manhattan. No, I I, I would think. Sure. You know, How are you getting there all weekend? There's going to be like this stream of Ubers or buses or whatever. I got got an idea. If if you don't understand how the train works, figure it out. Because that's going to be the way to get there. I I did an Islander game. I was staying in Manhattan. I I want to say it took me a shade under two hours in an Uber. (laughs) I was like, where am I going? The answer was nowhere. You're going nowhere. It's so, yeah, it's, uh, those that don't know about public transit are going to learn about it in a hurry. That's that's your lifeline. Including the players, right? Maybe they'll have helicopters or something. That's a very New York thing to do. Just make you sure know, the I don't, players I don't, get there. I wonder where the teams stay. A lot of them do stay in Manhattan. Um, yeah. That will yeah. be, I mean, that logistically it is a, a challenge, but, or don't stay in Manhattan. Yeah. Like they're, they, you know, they're going to have to days. figure something else. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. All right. Um, another big part of the weekend was the celebration in Pittsburgh, right? The the Penguins honoring Yarmer Yager, uh, retiring his sweater, number 68, now hangs in the rafters. Um, I always enjoy moments like that and, and games like that. Less so, you know, the speech was kind of cool. We'll hear from Yarmer in just a second because there was a funny yeah. soundbite there. But, but, you know, just all the great players that, help make a great player a Hall of Famer and, you know, uh, 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 a sweater worthy of retirement. And certainly that's the case with Yarmir Yager. But you see Mario Lemieux, of course. You see Ron Francis, um, the current guys, Crosby, Malkin, Latang, enjoying. You couldn't knock the smile mm-hmm. off of Sidney Crosby or Chris Latang hanging around uh, Yager. But first, I, I, I want some thoughts from you on, on Yager as a player, what he was like to play against, the weekend in general. Mm-hmm. But first, this funny clip that I was uh, teeing up. I want to say thanks to Dominica, my girlfriend. Uh, she's too young to remember I played in Pittsburgh, but I... <laughs> I told her all the stories, so don't worry about it. <laughs> so there is, is Yarmer obviously having some fun at the right. expense of his girlfriend. Um, but it kind of ties into some of the preamble that the Penguins posted on social media beforehand. And Yager was legit nervous about giving this speech, right? right? And he's like, Mario, if I forget something, you're going to have, or if I'm going too long, you're going to have to to jump in and, and, and bail me out. But those things are so vintage. And I guess I, I'm thinking, you know, the swagger that Yarmer Yager has always maintained was mm-hmm. there. That's such a big part of his personality, right? So some people would think, oh, why, what's he poking fun at his young girlfriend for? But isn't that, kind of the larger than life personality that Yager is? Well, around him, there was always an element of fun, right? Like the way he played, the way he, you know, the way he, I don't know, just the way he went about just about everything. I think Um, he was different. Like Mario was quiet and, you know, he brooding a little bit and Ron Francis was very serious and, you know, Ol Samuelson was, a lunatic racing around, crashing into people. And 
And Yager had this just, there was just a different way about all of them. Now, when we first saw him, right, he was 18 years old. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you look, the first thing you noticed was his hair, right? Like it was just, oh, yeah. But he was so, oh, he was so big. Yeah. And he could, and when he had the puck, you couldn't, even at 18, like you couldn't knock him over. He'd throw he was, that big like, arse out there, right? Eh, just to oh, protect the puck. So wide. And he'd yeah. get his feet wide. And it's, and he's big, like he's tall. Yeah, yeah, so it was, yeah. he would hold the puck way away from you. They'd, so they'd get, <laughs> they'd get like a four on four and have Mario and him on the ice. You never had the yeah. puck. Like no. you just couldn't get it. If you didn't have it first, you never got it. Um, I, I think, you know, when I, when I think of Yager, I think of a couple of goals. Like, um, I think of his one in um, uh, in the finals against Chicago, where he, mm-hmm. he he spins Brent Sutter into the ice along with four other Blackhawks, and then goes in and deeks a goalie and scores. It just it was in Chicago Stadium. It was amazing. I yeah. think of him going where he cuts in off the right wing, you know, gets his feet wide, and everybody's hacking and whacking at him and trying to drag it, drag him down, and they just can't pull him down and he would score. I had a chance to interview him one time. Of course yeah. I was retired and he had come back to the NHL and he talked about that's when he was going like in Philadelphia, he had a key to the rink and he was going back to the rink at like 11 at night and skating in a weight vest. And, yeah, and, yeah. and he said, you know, I'm, I'm a grinder. I, I work. I, and I'm like, yeah, but I don't think anyone would ever consider you a grinder. And he just loved the work of the game. He, he loved trying to be better. And he was an amazing, amazing talent. And the only reason he can't be in the hall of fame is because he won't retire. Yeah. So as no soon kidding. as he retires, then they could start the clock on his three years. And um, you know, that'll be about the easiest vote around. Yeah. I, I mean, I referenced him as a hall of famer just because he is, he's just technically not in there yet. So that's a good catch by you. How about the talking <clears throat> story? Uh, just a funny little uh, soundbite where he said, you know, Yarmer, I think, organized his own birthday party and they invited like 900 people and 875 of them are women. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, the, the Penguins, the Penguins played or what did they say? They walked to a different drummer. Those guys like oh. that whole team, like that, the, the 91 and 92 and 93 teams, like they were loaded with Hall of Famers and huge, oh, yeah. huge personalities. And some of the stories that start getting told around those weekends that, you know, they, they come out in articles, but there's also, of course, ones we never hear about. But, man, right. they had a lot of fun. Those guys had a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, move on to the Toronto Maple Leafs and some of the, the stuff that's going on around the Leafs. Um, they win their fourth straight yesterday afternoon, Monday afternoon. Um, after back-to-back hat-trick games, Austin Matthews had a pedestrian afternoon. Just scored his 49th of the season. Not that big of a deal. So that's 49 now in 53 games. Um, I mean, he's 10 goals ahead of of Sam Reinhardt. So obviously, right now, he's the best goal scorer in the game. Um, But is he clearly, clearly the favorite to win the heart, or are we getting ahead of ourselves here? Uh, that, that's ahead, I think, because, um, I, I, I think there will be different ways to look at that award as we get 
closer to the finish line. Okay. And yeah. whether Austin is the, the most valuable to his team or the most outstanding player, which is the one the players vote on, mm -hmm. they're, they're two different things, I, I think. And I think that's the way it gets viewed. I mean, he's okay. lapping the field in goals right now. It's not even close. It's like he's playing in a bantam tournament. Like yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I looked yesterday and I'm, you know, when you look at the box score and you <laughs> expect to see somebody's name there, like right. it's the NHL. What am I expecting to see his name there for? <laughs> <laughs> it's, but it's there all the time. And um, man, what a, what an amazing year he's having. And so what's his 53 games? What, what do they have left? About 28 or so, 27, uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. 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 So Man, that's can he can he get twenty one goals? Like it seems impossible, I doesn't know. it? Well, it, I I was asked about this on a quiz question a couple three weeks ago, right? And I, you know, the the option was like sixty goals, sixty five, seventy. O dog, of course, goes high. He goes seventy. I think I'm just kind of middle of the pack at sixty five, and he gave me the stink guy on live TV. Like I didn't have a clue what I was talking about. I'm like, sixty five is a pretty big number, oh, like it's you yeah. know. I mean, but now you can see. I mean, seventy is attainable. It's not a stretch. Well, but can can you score almost a goal a game for the next quarter of the season? Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's not like we're talking about five games or seven games. And he's already gone on this unbelievable stretch of 20 plus games. I think he's got 20 goals in his last 21 games. He pretty much has to do it again. Yeah. And so I, I think 70 is too high only because I'm just in awe of the thought of somebody being able to do that. I just, oh. it just seems ridiculous. Yeah. I'm with you. Well, he'll get 65 though. 65, I think he gets for sure. Yeah, and, and I mean, we qualify it with every player as long as he stays healthy. And for me, sure, that's what I see above all else. You know, he he had the lingering wrist hand issue last year um, that impact him. Now, man, every time he's got that puck on his stick, no matter if it's left yeah. side, middle, right side, you know, it's the release, it's the shot, it's the accuracy, it's all of the above. So he's uh, certainly. Among the best stories in the league right now. Um, okay, let, trade deadline is is not that far away, March 8th. We keep talking about the Calgary Flames and what is Craig Conroy going to do additionally. He's he's done some things already, significant moves. Um, Noah Hannafin seems very unlikely that he will extend and stay in, in Calgary, but it, it also... It seems like the problem that Craig Conroy and the Flames have, Ray, is okay. Well, you got to make this call, Noah. Like if you if you're not extending, just say you're not extending. And again, I I'm couching it by saying that's most probable. But what it's encouraged, and it's more of a timeline issue for Conroy and company. Management of the Flames has to go out and have solid trade conversations with the most interested teams. And when you get let me stop, you need, let me stop you. Yeah. But let me stop you. Yeah. What's Hannafin's trade protection? Uh, I don't know if he has the no move. He 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 would have a no trade for sure. He does, um, eh? Yeah. Well, I'll I'll you know, like sorry to put you certain, on the spot. But, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, no um, worries. No um, worries. But it was cuz there is a there is a timeline of course. His agents would understand yeah. the uh, you know, the need to clarify that, but yep. it, there's nothing going to change in the next three weeks. 
Yeah. So so he's got an eight team no trade list. Uh, so it's a modified no trade clause for this year and next year, according to Cap Friendly. Well, okay. So here then really there's no timeline issue. He would have had to put those eight teams in before yeah. the season. Correct. Get to yeah. work. Yeah. Get to work. There's no and the only thing you can do is now like I, I'm I'm now th- saying this is not on the player anymore. Right. You make your you make your last best offer. You yeah. put your own deadline on it. Hey, if we don't have an answer by yeah. Thursday, here's the offer. Yeah. This is what we can do. We know which eight teams are on the no trade list. Yeah. Um, we're going to start working with the other teams. I'm with you. And because if this is what's holding him up, then then he's got to get to he's got to get to work. Yeah. You know, you can. You've afforded enough time here. You, you've got a deadline that you don't want to box yourself in that the most interested teams go, you know what? I can't wait anymore because I need a defenseman now. Right. And I go somewhere else. And then pretty soon you get left holding the bag. That would yeah. be that would be the, the worst scenario for Calgary. Well, and I liked how you've positioned that because, you know, again, don't leave it to the player. Yeah, I mean, he, he'd be a key part of leadership. He's playing his best hockey maybe ever. He's playing great. He's been he's, terrific. And he's a really good player. Yeah, and so you can see why Calgary would want to invest, but you can't force it. So the one thing you can't do is exactly what Craig Conroy said he wouldn't do when he took over the job of general manager, and that's leave an asset or allow an asset to walk out the door, right? So, I mean, Drake's smart here's, here's money the is thing. on a trade. For sure. The guy, the guy turned down fifty million dollars, right? Yeah, at least it, I think it was higher or, or, than that. I think it was, was it sixty. Well, okay, yeah. so let's say it's yeah. sixty million dollars. He turned it down. Mm-hmm. Wasn't sure. Not sure of direction. Not sure if he wants to commit to Calgary for eight years. Yeah. If that deal is the deal, he's either take it or don't. Yeah. Like you know, like you've had enough time now to think about it. You've seen. You know that they've they've traded, a, you know, a couple of times, and it certainly look like they're going to trade a couple more. If you don't mm-hmm. want to be part of that, um, unless he's angling for more money, which I yeah. can't imagine is in the cards, no, um, probably not. Uh, just it, Craig Conroy's and he's. It's not a tough spot. It's like that's the spot you're in. It's time to right. Time to put your heels in the ground and and make your decision and get on with it. All right, those are your headlines. Thank you to Tim Hortons. Introducing Tim's new sweet chili chicken loaded wraps and bowls. Packed with delicious and hearty ingredients and topped with our new sweet chili sauce. Try Tim's sweet chili chicken loaded wraps and bowls today. Our interviews on Ray and Dregs are brought to us by Canadian Club Whiskey, who have announced the first release of the Canadian Club Invitation Series, CC 15-year-old cherry cask. It's the signature CC Classic 12-year-old whiskey finished with a secondary aging in Oloroso Sherry Cass. Ask Ray and Dregs anything. You can send us your questions on Twitter and Instagram at Ray and Dregs. I guess I should call it X. Get sure. With the times. Yeah. X. Send it to us. Oh, X. Yeah. At Ray and Dregs, the website. Our address is rayandregs.com. Okay. We've got a special display here, oh. Ray. Oh, okay. yes, yes. This, by the way, was your idea. Um, and it really, it's a shout out to our good friend, Mitch Dawson, who's a marketing director for Titleist Canada, right? Or I guess it would be FootJoy, FootJoy Canada. Mm. So I know you received the same 
I did. Pair of shoes. The, the only difference. The size? No, the only difference is I've already got mine on my feet and walked around the kitchen <laughs> in them. <laughs> yes, you do. So this is mostly for our YouTube channel. Just a beautiful pair of foot yeah, shoes. Thank you very much, Mitch. Awesome, awesome shoes. So comfortable. Yeah. The Pro SLX, right? Um, you know, I'm, I'm the, you and I are the same when it comes to this sort of thing, right? Every time I see that Foot Joy parcel on the step, okay. it's like Christmas morning because yeah. you're like, is it shirts? Is it? it you know the, the 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 wind jackets is it shoes like what well, we got here cammy picked it up and like the, <laughs> the pack the package ratio at our house is about 27 to 1 yeah it like there's never anything you know like i don't know yeah. anything i wouldn't want that and so she's like oh there's a package for you and i yeah. was like what is it she goes something from foot joy i'm like oh give me that I was so <laughs> Open happy. it immediately. Thank you. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. Thank you very much, Mitch. It will yes. not be long before those will get a workout. So we're so. dedicating Ask Ray and Dregs Anything to the good people at Foot Joy and Timeless. Thank you very much. All right. A uh, couple of questions here. One Canucks related from DJ Taxman seventy seven. Ray, do players get taught about game management? The Canucks lately seem have, to have no clue about it, uh, especially on the road. You got to know when you're. Up, don't do anything. I'm not sure what that means. The Lindholm call was a Hall of Fame bad call, but the score was one nothing. So don't touch anybody. Zororov at five two as well. Um, just an exaggeration from a Canucks fan, or is there some game management issues here, Rick? Well, okay, I got a couple of things. First of all, we didn't touch on the game yesterday in Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota scored seven goals in the third period. How bonkers was that? That. Four, I think four of them, well, at least three were five on three goals. And so, like, I, I've never, ever seen that stretch of time from late second to five minutes into the third. It was like Minnesota just scored like crazy. It was, it was <laughs> wild. So here's the thing. You hear coaches say all the time, we need a 60-minute game. We want to control the play. It's a... Word salad. It means nothing. Nobody controls the game for 60 minutes. The other team's pretty good too, even if they suck. Yeah, they're pretty good yeah. too. And there's going to be portions of the game where they're better than you. Game management means make the right play as many times as you can. What the Canucks did, I still think they're the top team in the league, is they played a game with, with a dunce cap on yesterday. Yeah. Penalties, and it happens. Stick penalties and nonsense. Yeah, and it, yeah. and it happens. And sometimes it just... You can't even believe it while it's happening. Like, I've been in games like that. You're like, what is going on here? And it's one guy to the next to the next. And the reason that was critical, that game to me, is they, they're in Denver tonight. Yeah. And so that's that's a tough turn. And um, they game management, poor play, um, undisciplined for one day. Yeah, it was, it was all there. Like, they that was a... That was a disappointing loss for them, for sure, yesterday. Mm. So Zuby puts out the, the tweet just acknowledging that we're accepting questions for Ask Rain Drinks, mm. anything, right? And yeah, so I'm just scrolling through the replies. Um, one uh, that's interesting to me is from Tiffany, right? And Tiffany says, would Ray ever unblock someone who's very sorry she upset him years ago? <laughs> 
So I'm assuming back in the older, grumpier Ray days, she must have chirped you about something and you were like, I don't have time for this. Now, do you, I'm sure that's what happened. Do you ever look at your account settings and see how many people you've blocked? No, no. But it would be be a big number, yeah. I I was quite surprised and I was like, wow. So I, I wouldn't even know. (laughs) <laughs> who who I've blocked, right? I've gone more over time. Now I just don't even bother, but I, I went from the blocks to the mutes. Oh yeah, and the mute button is exceptional. Yeah. I, I because that's like that's like the old days. The you know, the people that are yelling at you, you can't hear them. So yeah. it's yeah, yeah. so I, I kinda like that. So yeah, I don't even I sorry Tiffany, I have no idea. Um mm. I, I wouldn't even know how to unblock somebody. I wouldn't know where to find it. I wouldn't yeah, that's. I wouldn't. So, I wouldn't know that. I, I shouldn't that tell be, this story. I shouldn't tell it because it'll encourage the dum dums out there. But I, I, I am going to tell it. So I had this Instagram back and forth with uh, a young guy, a hockey player, not a professional hockey player, mm-hmm. but a university level hockey player, and his name I recognized as a f- former major junior player. Right, and I'm like, hmm why is this guy taking a run at me? Like, you know, so I read it and I, I, I send him a direct message. I say, Hey man, like, like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, why are we, you know, why are you coming after me? And he apologized. So it was fine. I, I, I let it go twice this past week, Tuesday and Thursday, we're doing leaf regional games. He calls me on his Instagram audio. So he's trying you know, he's probably sitting with his buddies thinking, watch this. I'm going to call Dreger. It's going to ring. Ha, ha, ha. This is hilarious. So what option did I have, right? I had to block him. He's out. Blocked. <laughs> yeah, there was there was no reason for that. Like, I didn't. I don't even know how that would even happen. <laughs> well, it right? Did. The, the, the second game, Thursday, I'm like, all right. He's, okay, joke's he's over. Catch yeah, me. Yeah. A good one. Yeah. <laughs> um I, before we leave, ask uh, Ray and Drake. I don't know if yeah. we're going to get it yet. I don't know if we're going to get to it, but I have noticed in the Leafs' four-game winning streak, nobody's talking about Morgan Riley's cross-check anymore. No, you want to talk about it? Maybe it gets no. reduced today. By the way, it could. No, but but my my point is, the entire Leaf Nation was in a hurricane. Yeah, and now everything's fine. Four yeah, four wins, good. it's fine. Yeah. So I just I find it amusing. Well, Bobby McMahon is terrific, and the blue line has settled in. Uh, good for him, good. though. Yeah. Good for yeah. him, man. Although I say this, I like how people are now, hey, I mean, absolutely good for Bobby McMahon. He's making the yeah. most of his opportunity. He's a yep. good hockey player. But we look at him as, some look at him as a prospect. He's 27. Like, he's been right. around a while. It's just taken him this long to but find you know, his I'll, way. I'll give you yeah. I was so I'm at the stadium series. You know who's you know who's a really useful player for the Rangers? Johnny Brodzinski. He's oh, 30. Yeah. 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 But he's yeah. 30. And so yeah. remember when Derek Ryan popped on the scene? Yes. And, that, and now yeah. all of a sudden Derek Ryan has put together a really good, solid career. You can mm-hmm. find players later and but to expect them to be like they're gonna grow and change and they are what they are, and they can provide a role fill for you. Mm-hmm. And if they, 
And if those guys can provide it at the cost that they can, oh, yeah. that's a big win. That's like a free player sure. in, yeah. in the bottom of your lineup. Yeah, and if you're Toronto and you're looking the next year where the cap crunch is going to be significant, you need the Bobby McMahons and the Nick Robertsons and, and players like that, right? Bobby, no Mc, Bobby, McMahon, yeah. Bobby McMahon is the type of player, if he finishes this year out strongly, yeah. might play himself to a dollar figure that the Leafs can't afford. Yeah. Ilya Labouche. Because they're not. Right? Right? Like it, it just, yeah. it, it happens pretty quietly and then you yeah. lose another player. Yeah. And that's part of the cap crunch. Okay. Let's wrap up uh, Ask Ray and Dregs Anything brought to you by FootJoy. Um, with a Leafs question, and this is clickbait, low-hanging fruit, but we're going to have some okay. fun with it anyway, from, I believe, Fiaz Jadun. So if you're Leafs management, a.k.a. Brad Living, do you trade Mitch Marner now that you've re-signed Nylander and use his high trade value as an avenue to get that stud defenseman and third-line center? No. Well, not here's, yet. Here's, not yet. But he, so Marner makes how much? Ten five, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's in there. Five. He's got yeah. another year left on his deal, and then I'm assuming his salary's not going down. It's going the other way. So <laughs> the team that you're trading him for, you're going to get a stud defenseman and the third line center for ten million dollars or eleven million dollars. Yeah. Oof. I. I think you're probably trading into the same type of player, like at the same value. Yeah. And not many teams are deep enough. This is the problem the Leafs have here. And anyone looking for a standout defenseman is you're not getting them in most cases for a winger. As no. good as Marner is, like it, it's just, it's a hard deal to make because if another yeah. team has a stud defenseman, they're not giving them to you. They've got him. And then they're going to spend the next yeah. 10 years looking for a stud defenseman. It's a hard, it's it a hard position to fill. Like they're, it's a, trust me, the management there, they know they need defense. Yeah. But you can't just go, as Kenny Holland says, you can't go to the defenseman store and buy one. <laughs> like there just isn't any. No. There's, so it's a, I, I get it. I, I understand it. Um, but, I just I, I think it's a really hard move to make. Uh, I don't. They're not trading Marner. They're, no. they're, that's not happening. Well, and it's certainly not between now and the trade deadline. But I, I'm not looking forward to the summer because it's going to be endless rumor after rumor after rumor coming out of Toronto with Tavares and Marner heading into the final year of their contract. So and Edmonton, of course. Yeah, no, no, that's good for you. Good yeah, for you. enjoy yeah. your summer. I'll be, uh, I'll be at baseball. the cabbage with my phone off. So that's I'll be, what I'll we're be watching doing. baseball. All right, buddy. How much travel this week? Standard uh, stuff? I li- no, I leave tomorrow for Tampa. Yeah. Tampa's really having fun these days. They got pounded 9 2, and then they lost again 10, 9 yeah. 2 to Florida. Florida's a, Florida's a wagon Juggernaut. right now. Yeah. And, um, and then they lost to Ottawa yesterday. So they have Washington to finish up a. Dreadful homestand. That's on Thursday, and then I got mm. uh, Rangers Flyers mm. on um, on Saturday. Nice, and um, yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah. All right, travel safe. Um, Thank you, Dregs. I know um, 
uh, we'll we'll figure out this week sometime Thursday whatever and um, yeah we'll we'll thank everybody for for popping on and listening and uh, uh, have a good week we'll talk to you later on you bet thank you to our sponsors who continue to support Ray and Greg it's our title sponsor Canadian Club Whiskey and Tim Hortons and as Ray mentions as always thank you for listening for rating and sharing the podcast and for following us on the Rain Dregs YouTube channel as well. Until next time, stay safe, everyone. Mm-hmm.